Just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kid, do you want to watch one of the greatest monster battles ever captured on film? No, I want to watch Power Rangers. Shut up and get in the van. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And we're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Yep. That's what we do. Yeah. So we've got something special planned for all you listeners out there. Well, we should have a fan, or like a name for all of our fans. You know, like our Justin Bieber has the Beliebers. Yeah, I thought we were calling them all dongles. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just didn't do it because sometimes you get mad at me. For what? I don't know. It always seems like you're not impressed when I call them dongles. I call you a dongle. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got something very special planned for our next few episodes. It is not murder. No. Or is it? No. <laughs> well... Both of us are very excited for the upcoming King of the Monsters movie. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's just you are you are correct on that. Yeah, and that is I know I am. <laughs> of course, you would be. Yes, because you are the supreme overlord of mm. Godzilla knowledge in this house. <laughs> um, most likely for all of Sun Prairie. Very possible. And maybe the county. Who knows. I don't know, Madison's, Madison has some, a, a good amount of people in it. There could be a Godzilla fanatic. I've seen a couple people wearing Godzilla shirts. It's very possible. I'll just stop and we'll take a quiz. <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah, that's a good way to start things off, I guess. Have new conversations, meet new interesting people. Okay, well, leading up to the release of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, you got it right this time. <laughs> in our next few episodes... We are going to cover one movie from one of the three eras of Godzilla. Let me let the uh, Godzilla expert butt in here. And for all you dongles, true and true dongles out there who don't know the different eras of Godzilla, because I mean, doesn't. Basically, the whole Godzilla series, all uh, 33 movies, I'm losing count, um, are split up into three distinct eras, technically four. I guess I can address that now, so I don't have to talk about it later. So it's... The first era, the Shawa era, as it's called, refers to the movies in between 1954, which is the original Gojira, and Godzilla, or Terror of Mechagodzilla, which came out in 1975. That is the Shawa era. It's, it's named after um, the emperor at the time. The next era is the Heisei era. That is from 1984's Godzilla's, or Return of Godzilla. There's a 
few different titles for that one. Also known as Godzilla 1985 for the U.S. For the idiots. Hamburger eaters. You guys out there eating hamburgers and watching your Godzilla 1985s. <laughs> Drinking your Dr. Peppers. Dr. Peppers. But, uh, no, but it's it's from Return of Godzilla to the 1995 film Godzilla vs. Destroya. Then the next series would be the Millennium Era, which is from 1999's Godzilla Millennium, kind of a misleading title, to Godzilla Final Wars from 2004. We're not counting the TriStar 1998 one. I mean... It's a fine movie. That's a discussion for another day, though. And then there's a new era, which kind of started. I don't know. There hasn't been, like, an official name for it, but it's um, from 2014 uh, to 2020. That's the... Well, there's probably going to be more from Japan after that. But that's been called the Legendary Era uh, or Modern Era. I don't know. It has a few different titles, but we're not going to get into it. Yeah, because Shin Godzilla falls in between after 2014 yeah so it is part of like the legendary as you'd call it same with the anime trilogy which we're also not going to talk about barf yeah um and then king of the monsters obviously and then whatever if japan wants to do more godzilla movies after that but shawa was the longest running era although there was like a 10-year hiatus between or not 10 years it was like eight no i should know this you from, should. From um, Gigantus the Fire Monster, as it's called for all you hamburger eaters. Otherwise known as Godzilla Raids again. Don't know why they called it Gigantus the Fire Monster. But anyway, it's, yeah, there's a gap between that and Godzilla versus King Kong. Or, as all you hamburger eaters would call it, King Kong versus Godzilla. <sighs> all right. Thank you, Brennan. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through all the three main eras: Shawa, Heisei, and Millennium. And today, we are starting off with Shawa. Yes, we are. Yes. Would you like to introduce the movie? Oh, I would love to. It is 1964's Ghidra, the three-headed monster, directed by Ishiro Honda, and it stars Yuzuki Natsuki, Yurko Hoshi, Hiroshi Kazumi as is the three main characters. They're the three guys. They're the they're the characters that... They're the only ones that are appearing on the screen right now yeah. without delving further. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big one for actor names or anything like that when it comes to these movies. Yes, but. That, that is correct. Okay, well, hey, let's kick things off with the trailer. Ghidra, the 
three-headed monster battles Godzilla, Mothra, and Rodan for mastery of the world. Men quake before the terror of their unleashed fury. All new, all never to be forgotten, a new high in screen terror. Wow, what an awesome trailer that was. Full of suspense and mispronouncing names. <laughs> I do like the trailer trailer guy's voice though. It's, it's very, very, very much of that era. Yeah, where sixties. Where he's he makes everything sound exciting, but yet he almost doesn't sound excited all at the same time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Should we address the Ghidra oh, element? Yes. As opposed to King Ghidorah. Well, the the original name, Ghidra, which is derived from the Japanese word Hydra, Hydra, and is just kind of like altered. Like Ghidorah, like that, the extra part, or Ghidra, like the G-H in it, doesn't mean anything. It's just supposed to like kind of make you think of like a Hydra in a way. Uh, And then in later movies, the pronunciation was changed to King Ghidorah. There's not really any explanation for it. I know in Godzilla versus Monster Zero, or Invasion of Astro Monsters, it's also called for your hamburger eaters. I just have to say it, because otherwise people might not know. But <laughs> they they pronounce it Ghidorah and Ghidra in that same movie. So it, it slowly changed over to Ghidorah, which we pronounce it Ghidorah. But for this, I'm just going to pronounce it Ghidra, because that's how they say it in the movie. And, and if we switch around, yeah, and it no matter, matter what we call it, we know what we're talking about. So if you hear us say Ghidorah or Ghidra, then we're fine. Yeah, just don't write into us about this. Or do because, because we need listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So the basic plot, according to IMDb, is after a meteorite unleashes a three-headed beast upon Tokyo, Mothra tries to unite with Godzilla and Rodan to battle the extraterrestrial threat. Wow, that's really putting it briefly. Well, that's that's boiling it yeah, down to boiled its it down for sure. core essence. There's a lot to this movie, and I really enjoy the plot of it. Could you relay the plot as simple as possible, but more complex than the IMDb version? Uh, a meteorite crashes in a mountain range. Um, scientists are like, what the heck? We better go investigate this meteorite. At the same time, a princess on her way over to Japan, who is already being hunted down by, um, like, assassinators. From her own country. From her own country, trying to kill her. Um, gets abducted by aliens right as her plane explodes from an assassination plot. So she's presumed dead. She later turns up in some hobo fisherman clothes, claiming that she's a Martian and that she's bringing this news of this terrible creature that is going to destroy humanity and bring upon the end of the Earth. Because that's what happened to her homeworld? Yes. Which, I'm going to address this right now. Okay. Um, in the Japanese version, it's not Mars, it's Venus. So she's 
of Venusian, but they changed it for all you hamburger eaters, because Mars is cooler to people who like hamburgers, so... And Elon Musk. He's the exception. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so it's technically Venus, and that's why, like, Venus is all messed up. Like, it's all, like, a stormy and whatnot. It's because of Ghidorah. There it is. Ghidra, Ghidorah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, then it's about a police officer trying to save the princess and get to the bottom of this whole Martian thingy. Is she the princess? Is she Martian? And then it's his sister, too, who's a reporter, also covering the case, and a scientist who is studying the crashed meteorite. The meteorite is Ghidra. That's pretty much summed up in the plot, but yeah. Then it's, again, like Mothra, trying to get Godzilla and Rodan to help defeat this extraterrestrial menace. There's your plot. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. That was good. It's about, I don't think I could have done better myself. I probably would have started rambling on about finer details, but you nailed it. Good job, Brennan. Insert your noise here. <laughs> so we kind of decided to break this down a little bit. We can definitely go off track if we want, but we definitely have a certain order of things that we're going to discuss for all of these movies just to make it easier on us. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah. There is. So we tried to make it as basic as possible, yet who knows what kind of conversations will spark as we discuss. Maybe something about Soviet Kermit the Frogs. We never know. I didn't see one in this movie, so I'm not bringing it up. Well, it's up to me then. So topic one. Oh, please. What? Please. Oh. Indulge me. Oh, topic one is, and this is often one of the most despised parts of any Godzilla movie. Wouldn't you agree that a lot of just general fans or general viewers tend to dislike the human element? It's in every movie. Mm -hmm. We just sometimes if you're not into it for that, you just got to grit your teeth and just Ah. go for it. But in today's modern technology, you can just fast forward to the bits you like, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think this movie nails the human aspect. I agree. It is absolutely wonderful. This is probably one of the best. It is funny. It's engaging. It has a really nice setup with three different plots running at the same time that very nicely, neatly, like a nice bow converge together at the end. And and it it's great. Yeah, I would have to agree. The, the writing is really good for him, too. Mm-hmm. Considering, I mean, yeah, all right, it's kind of campy in 1964, but... It does feel like it takes it seriously. Yeah. And with a with a hint of like, okay, this is a bit wacky. We get it. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a wink to it, but it's not anything outrageous. It never gets outright silly, even though it is silly. Yeah. Because one of the one of the main things with how it takes itself seriously, I would have to say, is with the the Mothra fairies. Mm-hmm. The two very miniature they're just miniature women they're about the size of a barbie doll yeah they're played by the same actress by the way okay motha fairies are always played by a japanese pop star who is then just duplicated in post except for oh no i think they all were yeah they all were portrayed by japanese pop star and if they're not write us in we need listener feedback (laughs) anyway okay the fairies yes so with them and it's still taken just as, it's just so matter of fact at this point. Yeah, everyone knows about them. Everybody knows about them. Heck, in this movie, they appear 
on like a variety show where yeah. a kid goes up and they're like, hey, Billy, like, what would you like to what would you like to do or see what celebrity? Mothra. And they're like, well, that's a pretty tall order. But then, boom, they just bust out the fairies. The fairies sing a song. Everybody's like, yay, Mothra. And they have even, they have like footage from Infant Island, the island that Mothra's on and the natives for all you hamburger eaters. We just so, lost eight listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess there's like a film crew there too. I guess. Doing some footage. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. But the, the fact that everybody just takes these fairies seriously, that we have just super tiny fairy mothra yeah that they can summon a large larva form of a moth that will eventually hatch into like it's just they're just so like it's the mothra fairies like it's not like "Ah, what the well it's tiny ladies it's just you see them there (laughs) they are but i also think that with the human element it is like you said earlier it is paced really well and it has those three stories that end up converging and you almost don't even realize that, you know, you're, you've are you been watching this movie for 36 minutes before Godzilla yeah, appears. Yeah, yeah. I was keeping track because there's also a lot of um, people who complain about, say, the the amount of time Godzilla's in, yes. you know, the 2014 yeah, Godzilla's version. screen time is a very controversial subject. And you don't really... I wasn't thinking about when Godzilla was going to show up. Yeah. I, because, A, well, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't re- too worried about it. I've seen this movie before. And I was fully engaged, too. It yeah. wasn't like I was bored, like, looking around the room, like, ugh. When's that big radioactive lizard going to show up? It was like a, oh, Godzilla's here. That's cool. Like, it felt like it was like a nice gift. Well, of course, yeah. It's like, well, of course he's going to be here. Hey. How's there it he going? is. <laughs> and I think it's probably to do with Ishiro Honda. Ishiro Honda is an absolute mad lad. He's an amazing director. This guy needs more credit. Every, I take that back. Mostly every movie that he's directed has great characters. Another Toho one that I recommend is Space Amoeba. That one has really funny characters. They're all really engaging. That movie is really good. Like, I think that's really his, his like, signature on the movie, basically, is you watch it, it has really good human characters, it's probably Ishiro Honda for yeah. Godzilla movies, that is. Yeah, and it was I, I didn't think that I just wanted these people to go away. I was totally cool with what was happening. Mm-hmm. It was, I didn't really remember this, because the last time I had seen it, I was probably single digits, I would say. <laughs> and then I didn't care, but now that I'm older, I was like, hey, this is actually, like, pretty good and engaging. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And another thing, too, is I think it takes, like, the human elements seriously. Like, it's it's not like, oh, like, campy. It's like the princess is getting shot at. She's in danger. There's actual people that could be killed. And there are actually people that die. You see on-screen deaths. Like, it's not like the when the plane explodes, the last shot is literally of people on the plane. Like, you know that they're still on that plane when it explodes, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and when that plane explodes, there's going to be ruffled collars everywhere. Because yeah, for whatever reason, just to make them more foreign, I guess. And I guess it makes them recognizable when you see the people with the ruffled collars yeah, later. The, the big ruffled collars, like you see all the time, like Shakespeare wearing. Yeah. They're just wearing those for some, like, all the helpers and stuff but that's all i could think of was just a shower of those colors falling down <laughs> and then and then later with like assassination plots like they were just gonna straight up cut her if she didn't say that she was the princess and right, luckily the fairies helped because when 
when she does return, she's she is, for lack of a better term, possessed by the alien entity from Mars. When they go to assassinate her, yeah, they are like, oh, hey, like you're the princess. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have no idea what you're I talking about. I am a Martian. About. Yep. Just, like, I'm a Martian, mm-hmm. which is probably the silliest thing, I think, in the entire... Well, it'd be cooler if she said she was saying that she is a Venusian, but hey, you know... And everybody just refers to it, it's that Martian girl. Yeah, I really like that. Like, they just board, like, a random boat, and someone on the boat's like, the Martian girl's on board, and the captain's <laughs> like, the Martian girl? Oh, that's interesting. Like, like, she's like a star, like, everyone she's, knows yeah. her. Somehow she became a national celebrity, but if you had anybody on the street... You know, eating hamburgers well, and talking about being a Martian, everybody would just ignore them. You would not be national. I think news. it's also because she she went to the volcano, or whatever, and everyone's like, "Ah, it's just this crazy lady." And then she's like, "You know, soon a monster's gonna appear out of this volcano, and no one listens to her." And then Rodan emerges like a few minutes later. I think that's what gained her popularity is that she was able to predict Rodan's appearance. That's true. And I did like that part, too, when the guy's, he's like, my new hat. Yeah, and it flies out. He's like, well, it went too far. It's gone now. And the other guy who has calling Japanese Don Knotts is like, well, I'll go get it. Yeah, and he, like, barters with him to get money. Like, that's another really, that's also a really good character. That was a funny scene. Yeah. Those guys, those people had good character. Even Even though they were dubbed, they still had, like, great character. Yeah. I mean, who knows how much... I don't know how much they would even change. No, it's just like translation the like no, anything. not translation. It's like the vocal, vocal like. Oh yeah, the voice acting. Yeah, yeah, it, it was all good. Yeah, voice acting was just fine. I didn't even really think about it the entire time when I was watching it. I always pay it, attention to that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it was it sounded very natural, so it was it just ended up being not noticeable. Sometimes when the voices are just completely ridiculous or you get like the people who just aren't very good voice actors. Yeah. Or the people that say Godzilla. Ugh. 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 That, ugh, that really. Or this guy in Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2 always says Radon when saying Rodan. Ah, that really grinds my gears. Would you have anything more you would like to add about the human element at this um, time? I mean, it could just come up I later. mean, they, it, there's some really funny moments. I, like, laughed out loud. There were really, really funny dialogue comments. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm dopey, like you kind of see now. It was, like, really funny jokes. And it wasn't like it was like a... It, was, it reminded me of, like, a Ghostbusters-type comedy where it's not really, like, a character makes a joke. It's more just their conversation is funny. Well, I guess there are jokes and ghosts, but you know, like, it's just kind of like that. It's more of like a conversation. Right. It's not, it's not slapstick visual humor. Yeah. It, it's well written comedy and there are some very funny moments. Yeah. Where it's needed. You, you need a little levity. Yeah. Yeah. So it worked out really well. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. Next up, obviously the monster elements. Yes. And there's probably a lot to unpackage here. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure, Brennan, you've got some facts up your sleeve. Oh, yeah. We could go, say, by order of appearance, I guess. Oh, so Rodan would be first? Yes. Rodan's pretty cool. Rodan, well, Rodan's kind of an interesting one because in the previous movie, well, in Rodan's previous movie, that is, um, Rodan from 1957. So at this point in time, Rodan had not appeared. No, Rodan has appeared. No. It's 57. Oh, no, oh in, 50, in, yeah, in, in yeah. a Godzilla movie. Yes, um, because Rodan first appeared in Rodan from 1957, also directed by Ishiro Honda, also a really good movie. Yeah, I um, like that Rodan. one. 
Yeah, I really like that movie. Um, two Rodans actually appear in that one. They both die in a volcano. So, and it's the same volcano that Rodan emerges from. So it's kind of like unknown whether the Rodans had a kid, like an egg that they laid in that volcano, or whether one of them survived somehow and emerged, or if it's just a completely different Rodan all entirely. That's a uh, very, um, like, I was trying to, like, figure out, and there's no solid answers. There's not, and I don't think you need one. It's just a Rodan. Yeah. Also, Rodan got a completely new suit. Which is really disappointing because Rodan's suit in 1957 movie looks really cool. It's a lot sleeker, I think. It's really sleeker. It has like a really nice like beak. It, it looks really good. And this one, you can tell it's like more cheaply made because they need to spare more budget towards. Because in the original Rodan, 50% of the budget was just on special effects. They really went all out in that movie. And this one, they just didn't have enough to spare for each monster. So Rodan suffered and doesn't look nearly as cool. But they did make Rodan, like, bigger, both in-universe and, like, scale-wise. They also made a few um, smaller puppets for mm-hmm. closer-up shots. And, and Rodan also has a very cool character. He has character in this movie. Like, I, I know, uh, like, when Godzilla gets webbed by the Mothra larva, and he's, like, trying to get it off. Like, Rodan's, like, cackling, like, laughing at him and stuff. And then Rodan gets, like, a bunch of webbing shot, and then Godzilla starts laughing. Like, Ro- Rodan has a really nice character. Rodan also is, like smart too like rodan picks up godzilla and even has rodan like crawl on his back to like shoot webs oh oh when mothra later on yeah like, at, at yeah the end. the larva crawls yeah on his we back. can i think i kind of have like i'm just saying for like the rodan character. okay um but yeah i really liked rodan and then i guess the second appearance would be godzilla, godzilla. yeah godzilla his suit looks nice in this the previous movie was godzilla versus mothra which is regarded as having the best suit at least for the Shao era I also have a figure of it. It's 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 a really nice suit. But then this movie, they uh, did some changes. It looks cheaper, I guess. Uh, there's not really much to say on, like... It was portrayed by Haru Nakajima. Rest in peace, you amazing mad lad of a guy. What a great guy, yeah. But um, he, he returns as the role as Godzilla, and it shows because he is just great as the character. And, like, and I do say character because Godzilla has character in this movie. He isn't just a walking force of nature. Well, he still is, but, like... He has, like, really nice character. Like, he just wants to fight with Rodan. He's just really rough. Takes on King Ghidorah. Like, I don't know. I really liked Yeah, he still he still goes out and he blasts a boat when he yeah, comes Yeah, like, back. he blows up a boat. He's, just, like, a good guy. He, like, yeah. wrecks a town. Like I, I feel like this is kind of the beginnings of his transformation into a good guy. Yeah. But he's still, like, everybody still fears Godzilla. Yeah. But they are kind of happy when he does show up because they're like, yeah, I guess we kind of need a Godzilla. Yeah. But like at first when he just comes out of the water, blows up an entire boat, probably filled with like a hundred (laughs) people and then just destroys a town and then fights Rodan and destroys even more. He's, he's still not just like this, like, oh, I'm the good guy. Like he's an actual villain. In reference to both of their costumes, what I did enjoy, uh, maybe it was even just the puppet heads Mm -hmm. because they were both like the sculpts were pretty close on. You can tell if you really want to, but yeah. For the most part, you don't really notice it. But I did like the eyes Yeah. in this one where they had, say, the clear plastic Mm -hmm. and then the eyes would move inside. It made them seem a lot more alive and gave them a little more personality than, say, like when they're just kind of painted on. Well, also, Godzilla's atomic breath in this movie is white for some reason. Yeah, they're back to just a shoot note like the... Well, they... Yeah. They always, for the first beginning movies, they'd always... It's always different for each movie, whatever they shot out of the mouth. But this one, they just didn't color it. Because I know 
in the previous movies they colored his atomic breath but in this one they didn't it's just white and that kind of threw me off it's like okay you just colored it it's just kind of weird without it yeah it's kind of weird when it's just like somebody has a fire extinguisher in the mouth or something and just fires it off. Yeah. But is it it's his dorsal plates his dorsal plates do still light up blue. So it's kinda of like, all right, well if you're just lighting up the dorsal plates is do the atomic breath. But maybe it's more intense than atomic breath. To the point where it's just white hot. Uh, no. <laughs> oh well you know what I guess technically Mothra would have been the first. Because GPU's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well let's just do Mothra next then. We'll get to okay. the big big guy at last. Um interesting Mothra is that previous movie that Mothra is in Godzilla versus Mothra or for you hamburger eaters Godzilla versus the thing whoever came up with that title is really stupid but anyway <laughs> um in that one uh Mothra dies lol spoilers the actual moth version yes of Mothra. and then uh Mothra's eye catches to with two larva forms in it, little worm boys. And they, they end up actually uh, subduing Godzilla and not really defeating him, but they just got him to go away. Um, and then in this movie, there's not two. And one of the fairies just says that one of them died. <laughs> <laughs> they never explain how. It's never been officially explained. Either like died of its wounds or something like that. But in this movie, there's just one. There was originally going to be two, but they were just like, oh, that's just too much because he's maybe, larva. Maybe that Mothra just couldn't handle life anymore. Yeah. Got really depressed. Yeah. And then the other Mothra was like, oh, man, I wish I had paid more attention to the signs. <laughs> The, Suicide prevention, everybody. The Mothra larvas also look kind of gross in this movie. They looked really nice in Godzilla vs. Mothra. They're very, like, sleek. This one, they're, like, kind of dirty. Or this one, I should say, because the other one died. Maybe it's depressed because of the loss of the other uh, one. Who knows? Yeah, it does look kind of like... It looks like it's the same sculpt, but somehow looks it lumpier. just Yeah, it's just worn out. That could be it, too. It could Maybe they just only had one left. The other one was, like, broken. This movie like, came oh, out in... We have one. This movie came out in the same year that Godzilla vs. Mothra did. So I really don't know what happened. <laughs> like, I, same with the Godzilla suit. Well, the, the the material that the suits are made of do degrade very fast. So it oh, doesn't yes. make sense that they had to replace it constantly. I'm sure, because they're always dunking them in water and everything. Yeah, and sweating in them. Harud Nakajima probably had, like, gallons of sweat in those suits man that guy could probably get away with eating whatever he wanted whatever he wanted oh yeah because he would just what was I'm, it like he'd sweat like 10 or 15 yeah like off. every time he like got back in the role he would lose a bunch of weight just by sweating it off and i'm sure just physical exercise those suits weigh like 200 pounds sometimes yeah that's crazy yeah especially for dunking it in water well back to the subject of mothra i think mothra's um effect looks really nice the like the crawling and stuff i didn't even think about it but at this one point just like this normal scene of mothra like just crawling around i was like i thought it looks just really good you can't tell what's doing it there's no source of it yeah like, i yeah yeah like it looked really good and also the the silk or the the string that it shoots out i always like that it's good even yeah I'm and i like, like how it like kind of dizzies up the whatever monster it's shot at mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't seem like it would do a whole lot but it's effective yeah i mean we could speculate all day long about why it has the effect if it does. If a larva form of Mothra can help subdue King Ghidorah, I think it's pretty effective. Right, and Mothra never leaves this form either. Yeah. There's never the moth version. Yeah, although this one does eventually grow up and become the full-grown Mothra in Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Yeah. So there you go. My impression always with these life and death of 
you know, these monsters is that like the name just more of a, it's just a Mothra. They're all Mothra. Doesn't matter. There's like four, three or four generations in the Shala series right. alone. Multiple Godzillas. They're always dying. No, there's but only two Godzillas Godzilla. in the Shawa era. There's actually only two. What about me, Brennan? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. There's three. <laughs> Don't forget me. Yeah, so there, I guess there's three. It also depends on who you ask. There's also some very differing. The Godzilla series, especially the Shao era, is not very known for having very concrete, even like measurements. Some say, oh, they're from Destroyal Monsters is, you know, 30 meters. Some say he's 50. Like, ugh. Gets That's getting way too technical about things. I mean, I guess as long as it appears pretty consistent, why, why debate those things? I Should guess. we uh, get to the uh, golden boy, the star of the show? Yeah, um, this is one that's interesting. So the, the script originally called for, in a quote, the monster should have three heads, two tails, and a voice like a bell. That was it. <laughs> and then Akira Watanabe, a famous um, designer, referred to the Godzilla series, not like he designs cool clothes, um, started designing Ghidorah based off of uh, like Japanese folklore and Chinese with dragons and stuff. Also, like... Hydra and other mythical beings, including a unicorn even. I think he took a little bit of inspiration from and basically put it all together. And originally, and you can even see this in the official poster, uh, Ghidorah was supposed to be purple, was fully painted purple, and was given wings that started off like orange, and then it went to white, or like a yellowish white, and then to red at the end, so it's kind of like a rainbow. But then... um, the effects team decided that it would be better to have gold instead. It would just show up better on screen. And then, like, in the official, like, end scripts, it, the, they described the monster as being gold. There were also some conflicting reports, like, that there were... There was an actual purple Ghidorah, like, on-set, like, filming, not just for promotional stuff. But it was probably just baby powder that they put on it that made it show purple when somebody saw it. There are also, like, pictures from the set that show a purple Ghidorah. So hmm. I'll have to look those up. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like weird to see because you're just so used to seeing him like gold. Yeah, you can even kind of see. We had, you have the picture right there. Can't really see it very well, but the necks are purple, with like a orangish tint underneath. Oh, I just figured that was some lighting. Yeah, no, that's that's what that is. So, oh, yeah. That's... Do you think maybe they were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 1964 cannot handle this level of fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> It just looked up. It just looked better on screen. And then Sochi Horose and Harui Sakamoto Sakamoto portrayed Ghidra himself, and I say himself, but that's another quite. Ah, oh, the shower era. Stop messing with me. Um, Ghidra took ten people to operate. Oh, and, I, I bet. Yeah, and it was crazy too because like they had the two tails going, the wings and the heads, and it was all attached to piano wire. And the piano wire is constantly getting caught on scales and on necks and on everything, and it was really hard to operate. There's a lot of failed shots of just something getting caught. And even Haru Nakajima, again playing Godzilla, said that it was like hard to fight Ghidorah just because of everything getting caught on stuff, and it was difficult he felt like the people inside were never truly in control (laughs) and i think that shows because especially in the scenes where he's flying 
there's just an air of whoa well, there's like no you one can in kind that. of no there's not no but what about like the legs are kind of kicking around yeah it's just a really awesome puppet oh that they had it, but it just kind of looks like an uneasy man inside there just like or that maybe okay knowing that there's not somebody in there but just the thought of there being somebody <laughs> in there well, cracks me up i think they learned their lesson because filming rodan 1957 haru nakajima was inside the Rodan suit and it dropped 20 feet Ooh. into like a pool of water <laughs> and um, he walked away and then the the special effects artist was like thank god he wasn't her because I need him to film the rest of this movie <laughs> so yeah I don't think they would have put somebody in a flying Ghidorah also I think that thing would have been heavy yeah well even okay just is probably a little out of this element but the scene in Pee-wee's Big Adventure yeah where they're just that thing does seem like it's heavy they <laughs> all those guys like lifted yeah that is a pretty fun scene yeah and i i don't know i was like that as a kid it was a fun little cameo oh, i still love that cameo but anyway <laughs> and i also really like when Ghidorah hatches or whatever from the from the meteorite oh yeah and, like all the energy flows into the air and then you see like the outline and like the, all these red patterns start to form Ghidorah. Yeah, where it's like rotoscoped in or whatever. Yeah, and then it just like, and then it like Ghidorah appears and it's all crazy. So, that, yeah, that that does look cool. That effect is awesome. I like that he comes out as energy and just is formed. Yeah. From this like meteorite yeah. egg. You assume it's an egg and you're like, oh, that's just going to hatch and like, Ghidorah is going to come out. Mm-hmm. But no. No. But I did like that egg though too. I liked when it was glowing. I liked... The magnetism of yeah, it. Yeah, everything's getting like, magnetized to when it. When they're just like their pickaxes are going. Yeah. The first time is, you know, whatever. But the second time, when it... Because it the magnetism up. dropped on it, and then it came back. Yeah. And the stop motion of the pickaxes tumbling towards the egg as they were being drawn to it was, to me, I found that kind of... It was eerie. Great use of stop motion because it just was kind of creepy it's all jumpy and weird and mm-hmm. yeah. and it really kind of set the tone there's a good tone to this movie it's kind of dark mm-hmm. it's very ominous ultimately i love this costume he's got the little the furry neck pubes which going on. really amp up in the later movies it's barely even noticeable in this one but it's a great design the main just an awesome design yeah it's so iconic i'd say just as much as godzilla Everyone thinks of, you know, Godzilla and or the lizard and the three-headed dragon, the golden three-headed dragon fighting. Or that or Mothra. That's another famous one, the big moth fighting the big lizard. And I love the chirps. Yes. The chirps that King Ghidorah And makes. you know that was like in the original script that just said with a voice like a bell. But I just love that noise. Yeah. And then it's going to it's going to be in King of the Monsters. And what are the it's what are the beams called? The gravity beams. Gravity beams. Also the really yellow, cool. just lightning that shoots out. Yeah. I think what I love about the nature of just being attached to the piano wire and the heads moving around, there's like a weird randomness to it. It's just like randomly just firing off beams. Right. And, and it, it's just, you could just look at it as goofy, but I we're don't. We're doing a lot of motioning with our arms. Of, <laughs> it's, yeah, we are. Look on, listeners. Look at us do our Ghidorah impressions with our arms. <laughs> But just the way that I think it makes it scary in a way. It's like if you're like watching it, it could just look it's at just you a randomly. Force and just... of destruction. There's no rhyme or reason to where these things are going, and it's it's wonderful. It's just shooting about. Just shooting about, 
it's way more dangerous than Godzilla in in some ways because Godzilla just stomps on through. But he also leaves a lot of radiation. Well, we don't know what kind of poops Ghidorah's leaving. Three heads, two tails. It doesn't eat. At least two buttholes on this thing. Okay, Dad. So much for fun comedy, everybody. Yep. I'm the killer of all comedy. <laughs> Normally, I'm the one like, Brennan. Brennan. Okay, That's what's enough next? wackiness on Look at your list here. So the final battle? I liked it. It was cool. You had a nice dynamic with the humans trying to run away with the princess, mm-hmm. with the lone assassin after the other ones were killed in a um, rock slide trying to shoot him and the cop like protecting her and like trying to shoot back it was it's really cool that coupled with the monster fight which ended up playing a role in the like human fight so it's you really got the sense that it was actually going on in the same place at the same time yeah they definitely there's definitely an effect from the monster fight to the humans changing the outcome of that situation setting and it was it was that was really cool also the the fight itself was a lot of fun, a lot of good use of, like, the monsters playing, like, along with each other, like a tag team type thing, you know, using each other's abilities. And Ghidorah still holding his own against these three monsters it was also a lot of fun. It's a really good fight. Yeah. There's lots of... Beans. And... <laughs> I also really Packing. like... I also really like when they get to the, um, to, like, the shelter or whatever, and there's, like, all the villagers, and they're, like, crying because they're like, freaking out because they're just watching their entire, like, town just get leveled by these monsters. Like, you... It brought back, like, that sense of, like, oh, these are, like... It makes you think, oh, these are real people. Like, they're, they're actual homes and things being destroyed. Yeah, there's... There's definitely the sense of the destruction does carry... Yeah, um, I think that's... That was lost later on the Shawa series. That's why when we were thinking about movies pick for this, I wanted to pick this one because I knew this one was still that line of had that line of Shawa campiness with the crazy monsters, but also still was writing that line of the serious tones of the beginning of the series. Yeah, it's just a really cool fight. It's one that I really kind of remembered from watching Godzilla movies as a kid. Like I, I also got like the sense of like I remember like just watching it again. I was like, it's really cool seeing Godzilla go up against Ghidorah for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was like the sense of like little did they know, but this would be one of their most famous and recurring villains. Like it was cool to see where it all began, almost. Yeah, I mean it's way better than just having a dimensional hole open up and some noodles dangle out and just pick a Godzilla up and just sit there for twenty minutes. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen the third or the Netflix anime trilogy, don't don't watch it. It's really dumb it's horrible if you want to watch Ghidorah but instead it's just three space noodles that are in the movie for like two minutes actually just still don't watch it if you like yeah, that even if you're in the being in a weird space cult don't watch it boring I fell asleep and he didn't miss anything you'd have more fun he fell asleep during the climax <laughs> that's how exciting it was oh yeah this is terrible yeah i thought i'd have more to say about the final battle it's it's something you have to actually just witness yeah it's just a lot of fun yeah it is a little bit goofy at times with yeah. the fighting but honestly it's it gets way goofier in some of the other ones oh god yeah and this one's fun. It's really cool to see all these monsters together, either working together or fighting each other and just getting down to a good, like, monster romp. And, like, you even got, like, the little, like, warm-up round with Rodan versus Godzilla. That was also pretty mm-hmm. cool because that was their first time fighting. Yeah. Which, they only fought two other times. This movie has a lot of firsts in it. First time Rodan's appeared in a Godzilla movie. First time Ghidorah's appeared. First time, uh... 
introducing aliens. Yes, that too. That's very important, especially for the Shallow series. That is recurring in almost every other... Oh, let me think. Aliens are in every other Shallow movie, except for Godzilla versus the sea monster. Otherwise, after this, it's all aliens. What was your favorite scene? Ooh, oh, that's tricky. Oh, that is really tricky, actually, because I like a lot. There's a lot of things that I really, a lot of scenes that I really like. Um, how about I give you two? I'll give you one human one and one monster one, because the humans were very, is very, very fun. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that, I guess. I really like the shootout in the hospital, the assassins and the police officer. Oh, in the hotel? Yeah, no, in the, in the hospital area. Right before the final fight, when Martian princess was like strapped down or whatever, and they're doing all the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that part is really, really cool. Um, that fight was just, like very serious. Guy gets hit in the head with a pipe, and he just does like this. Dude, that is or, like, like a wrench. That is one of the most like accurate, wrench. accurate getting yeah. a wrench to the head like, I've ever seen. Like the scientist guy, like researching Ghidorah, like comes up behind this guy with a wrench and just hits him right in the back of the head, and he just does like this. Ah! Like yeah. it's just a, a lot of times in movies that guy would just be knocked out yeah cold. no <laughs> this guy just runs back to his yeah. cronies and it's just holding his head in a lot of pain like you can feel it i yeah. don't know there's some that was a job well done that was really fun and also i really like how when they're doing the test he's like now set this thing to 200 volts and then the assassin guy like, secretly like turns it up to 3000 yeah it's just in the other room yeah but then right <laughs> as right as they're about to do the test and accidentally killed the princess rodan drops godzilla onto one of the electrical lines right on his groin too is that is that your favorite monster scene that is my favorite monster scene in the movie <laughs> that's mine that's too. So segueing that is, into it that is mine too <laughs> so during this rodan and godzilla in their fight rodan picks up godzilla and drops him and he lands right on his groin right on this like like big energy oh, bowl. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> great minds think alike, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd even remember that scene. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh now, I'd never forget. <laughs> okay, so now that now that we're in agreement on that, okay, so that's my favorite monster scene. Um, favorite human scene, I guess, is um, any anytime the princess is dressed in a fisherman outfit. Yeah. She really pulled it she off. She is super cute, and she really pulls off that outfit for being a frumpy old fisherman's outfit. Yeah. She's got the little little newsboy cap. I also really like the scene um, when the assassinators are like trying to get the princess to admit that she's a princess and not a Martian in the hotel room with the fairies. And the fairies like secretly like turn off the lights and like help. It's like the fairies aren't just gonna sit there and do nothing. Like the fairies are gonna help and Yeah, that's very true. They they really do get in on it and they do play a part in the story. Yeah. They're not just there to sing about Mothra and have Mothra show up. Yeah. You have any final thoughts on this movie? It's a really I I'd say this is a great beginner's movie to Godzilla. If you're trying to get into like the more campy side. Because it's it's a good movie. Like it's just sounded like oh I like it because oh it's a Godzilla and you know they fight and no oh, monsters. It's like the characters are really good. The comedy is great. The the monster action is a ton of fun. And you can tell this movie just had really a lot of thought put into it. And I don't know I just really I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and if this isn't necessarily your thing, 
but you are curious about it, I would highly recommend this movie. And I think, like you said, it's a good it's a good gateway into it. And most of all, just be forgiving for the limitations they have. If you see a string, don't like care. Don't I watched care. I watched the original it. I watched the original War of the Worlds when I was really young. I saw the strings, but I didn't care. I was like, oh, this movie's stupid. I can see the strings on the spaceship. See, when I saw that movie, and I got I loved that movie growing up, but. I distinctly remember the time I saw the strings, mm-hmm. and it my heart broke. It <laughs> shattered into a million pieces, and then I became this just crappy, cynical tween, and I just was like, these movies are dumb. I'm not going to watch them. Don't I'm- be like my dad. Hey, I'm glad I had a change of heart, and I've come completely around, and I embrace it. I'm like, big deal, there's strings. Who cares? How else are they going to do it? They're going to use levitation. Of course, they're going to use strings, you idiots. <laughs> I didn't really notice any strings in this movie. No, Maybe I didn't either. Also, I wasn't looked to it, because I, just, I was engaged. Because I know there's strings there, and yeah. if I see them... Who cares? Yeah. But, so yeah, be forgiving. Yeah. And, and just enjoy it. And also, if you don't like it, just know there's a lot of different Godzilla movies out there. This series has been going on since the mid-50s. There's a lot of movies. If you don't like Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster, give one from the 90s a try. Maybe give one from the 2000s. Just find what you like because I'm telling you, mostly everybody will find a Godzilla movie they can enjoy. Yeah, and if you have kids... Hang out with kids. Or, or are a kid. Or are a kid, yeah. Check these movies out, especially like this one, because there, there's nothing bad in them. I mean, yeah, there's might be some destruction and mild violence. human suffering, but yeah. it's never... Yeah, the violence isn't gratuitous. Uh, maybe don't watch Godzilla vs. Adora, because people melt in that movie, and they show them melting. Oh, well, it's still of its time. Also, that's a really bad movie, so just don't watch it. Oh, yeah, that one's kind of... It's a stinky one. Uh, well, we didn't pick that one. Yeah, that one also does. That one has aliens in it too. Hedorah's an alien. Or the smog monster for you hamburger eaters. <laughs> Obviously, we're recommending this movie. Saucer people, geologists, political intrigue. It's got it all. Very good. Yeah. You know what? You wait 46 minutes for a Ghidorah reveal. Who cares? It's good. You're not going to notice. 54 minutes before you get his first attack. And. It's, it's fun. just fine. It's all worth it. This it's has all worth this it. has everything. It has Ghidorah. It has good human characters. It's directed by Ishiro Honda, so you know the original director. Right? The original director of nineteen and, of, of Gojira. So I, I guess I should have said that because everyone's <laughs> like, "Who is this Ishiro Honda guy?" But uh, yeah, he's also just a really good director. A lot of awesome shots, like really nice framing of the monsters. You get a nice sense of scale with these guys. It's it's just it's just really good. Really good monster action too. This is just a just a stand up Godzilla movie. It's just yeah, it's great. It's a Godzilla movie. It is through and through. Yeah, yeah. This is a great. I had a great time watching this movie. Great time talking about this yeah. movie. It was a good time. Well, I guess that wraps things up for us, huh? Yep. Unless you have anything else you want to say about it. Hamburgers. <laughs> Hamburgers. All right. Well, that does it for us. Um, I do want to give out a very special shout out to the Cinema PsyOps podcast. This Hi. Because. How you doing, guys? <laughs> Core from Cinema PsyOps. He listens to us. He's really just kind of been very supportive of us and actually listens to the show. Hi, Court. Hi, Court. How you doing? And I can't recommend their podcast enough. 
Um, we're a clean podcast, so we cannot play their promo because <laughs> it is it is a, a lot more adult than we are. But you know what? If you're in the podcast where people talk about movies and you want something a little a little more adult, I highly recommend it. It's absolutely one of my favorites of all time. It's great. So give Cinema PsyOps a listen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? If you want, please give us some feedback. We've actually had since our last episode because i know in between we released a promo because we actually have a promo now Mm -hmm. but we actually did get some star ratings on the old itunes i don't know if it just like waited until we had enough or what but hey we're up there we've got some great five star reviews that came in so thank you everybody who took the time out of their day to just click that that little last star on the row and if you didn't click five stars well then i'm afraid you can't listen to us anymore Yes, you can. <laughs> you can, but we'd appreciate it if you did rate and review us. Yeah, like wherever you listen. Like, give us feedback. We don't care if it's good or bad. No, okay, just don't tell us that. Like, your podcast bad. No, yeah. tell us why. Like, maybe make it mm-hmm. a little bit constructive. And I don't know where you're listening to us right now, but we are available on Podomatic, iTunes, and also Spotify. Yeah, that's right, Spotify. What? Yeah, we know you're already on there listening to some band you've heard five million times and giving them like one thousandth of a cent every time you listen to them so you might as well listen to us too because it's not like we're in this for the money we're not going to whine about it on social media and if you'd like to leave some feedback for us you can send always send us an email you can reach us at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com lots of thanks to our fellow podcasters who support us thank you very much and two more godzilla movies on the way actually three king of the monsters in may so yep thanks for listening and until next time don't eat so many hamburgers hang in there dongles yes
I wasn't looking at pictures of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>